Hello, everyone. Welcome to Minghui Radio, bringing you podcasts of stories relating to the persecution of Falun Gong in China, insights and experiences gained by practitioners during the course of their cultivation, special items of interest, and music composed and performed by Dafa practitioners. The following is an experience sharing article from the 20th China Fahui entitled. 86-year-old physician's unwavering spiritual cultivation by a Falun Dafa practitioner in China. The article was published on the Minghui website on November 16, 2023. Greetings to master. Greetings to fellow practitioners. Despite that I'm 86 years old, I still run a family clinic, and many patients like to seek treatment from me. I always take the opportunity to tell them about Falun Dafa, and many patients and their families have agreed to quit the Chinese Communist Party (CCP). I would like to share some miraculous experiences I've had in Falun Dafa cultivation as a way to express my gratitude to Master Li, the founder of Falun Dafa. Part One: Hereditary Cancer Disappeared. Cancer is hereditary in my family. My mother died of bowel cancer, and my two younger brothers died of stomach cancer and liver cancer, and my younger sister died of ovarian cancer. I'm the only one in my family who is still alive. I developed a tumor on my intestines in 1997 and was diagnosed with intestinal cancer. Every time when I used the restroom, I had extensive bleeding. I didn't seek treatment in the hospital because I knew it was incurable. But I heard that some cancer patients recovered by practicing qigong. I went to the park and looked for qigong practitioners. I saw that Falun Dafa's practice site had the most people, so I thought it might be the best, and I started to practice Falun Dafa. Amazingly, after one week of practice, my bleeding stopped when I used the restroom. One year into my practice, when I was reading a Dafa book, I saw gold and silver stars jumping out of the book, and then the whole book became colorful. I also experienced another miracle with my eyesight. When I was in my forties, I began to wear reading glasses. After I practiced Falun Dafa for a year, I no longer needed the glasses. I'm now 86 years old, and my eyesight is so good that I can see the tips of needles. After the CCP started the persecution of Falun Dafa in 1999, the police tried many times to force me to renounce the practice. I always told them Falun Dafa saved my life. I won't renounce it, even if you chop off my head. Part two, passing ordeals with righteous thoughts. I suffered a severe bacteria infection a few years ago. My body was swollen and very painful. From the perspective of cultivation, I knew that diseases were caused by karmic ties, and by suffering the pain, I was paying off my debts. I endured it and didn't take any medication, but relied on doing the Dafa exercises to get well. A week later, the pain was gone. Another time, I had a persistent cough. My daughter took me to the hospital for a checkup, 
and I was found to have a severe lung condition. The doctor suggested that I be hospitalized, but I refused and instead relied on practicing Falun Dafa to heal. All my symptoms were gone a month later. I went to the hospital for another check, and my lungs were good. The only thing I regretted was missing the chance to tell the doctor that I recovered by practicing Falun Dafa. Before I went to work one morning, I had stroke symptoms. I couldn't button my clothes or hold a cup. I had a dream the night before in which a black dragon, a red dragon, and a snake came at me. I killed them all with the sword that Master gave me. I was confident that I could pass this ordeal with righteous thoughts. Later in the day, the cerebral thrombosis symptoms disappeared. Part three, Master saved my husband. My husband liked to dance in the park. He once suffered a stroke while dancing and was taken to the hospital for resuscitation. His life was saved, but he became incapacitated and bedridden. He relied on others to feed him and clean him. We later transferred him to a nursing home, but he didn't get any better after six months of treatment and rehabilitation. We brought him back home. Since I was unable to take care of him on my own, I asked a practitioner to help me. Knowing that my husband was a member of the Communist Party, she persuaded him to quit the party and sincerely recite the auspicious words. Falun Dafa is good. Truthfulness, compassion, forbearance is good. Knowing about Falun Dafa's healing power, my husband agreed. His improvement was visible every day. Ten days later, he could brush his teeth, eat, and use the bathroom without any help. It was amazing. My families witnessed the miracle, and they are very supportive of my Dafa practice. Part four: Difficulties dissolved with righteous thoughts. Several practitioners and I went to a tourist attraction in May 2004. One practitioner with good handwriting wrote these words in public places: "Bring Jiang Zemin, the former CCP dictator who ordered the persecution of Falun Dafa, to justice." Later, the tourist attraction's director came to us and said, "Did you write the words here?" Since I was the one who organized the trip, I thought I should protect the practitioners from being arrested. I stepped forward and looked into the director's eyes. Before I said anything, he quickly left. We all returned home safe and sound. After the publication of the nine commentaries on the Communist Party in 2004, I started to distribute the book. The building across the street was a staff dormitory for a nearby restaurant. I delivered several copies of the book on the building. The owner of the restaurant later reported me to the police. The police sent someone to monitor me. However, as soon as the person arrived, he had a big headache and went to the hospital immediately. Another person came a few days later, but he took a fall and broke his kneecap when he got out of the car. He was also sent to the hospital. No one has since come to monitor me. Not long after, the restaurant owner was found to have lymphoma and had to close his restaurant. Part five: Clarifying the truth everywhere. In the winter of 2018, seven police officers broke into my clinic and arrested me. 
Master said in Dafa Disciples, righteous thoughts are powerful, from the essentials of diligent progress too. Quote, no matter what the situation, do not cooperate with the evil's demands, orders, or what it instigates. If everyone can do that, circumstances will change. End quote. I was not scared, but thought it was a good opportunity for me to clarify the truth to them. I said to them, on the first page of the Communist Manifesto, it clearly states that communism is a ghost. When you join the party, you swear to follow it forever and dedicate your life to it. The CCP has done so many bad things, and it will be brought to justice one day. You should quit it to protect yourself. I then started to talk about Falun Dafa, its health benefits, and the illegality of the persecution. They listened to me. I was later taken to a detention center. Three days later, I had talked to almost everyone I could about Falun Dafa. I was then taken to a hospital for a checkup. Two police officers came to watch me every day. In three days, I clarified the truth to six officers. Later, I was released. One year later, I was indicted with the charge of undermining law enforcement with a cult organization. When I faced the judge, I said to him, My spiritual belief is protected by the Constitution. I have the freedom of belief and the freedom of speech. I didn't break any law in practicing Falun Dafa. After the hearing, the judge asked me, Do you hate the Communist Party? I replied, On the path of spiritual cultivation, we have to go through many difficulties. Each difficulty is a chance for us to improve ourselves. The Communist Party is one such devil that exists to help us cultivate. He didn't say anything and let me go home. I had a dream after I came back home. In the dream, Master led several of us to pass through a long tunnel. He kept urging us to hurry up. Right after we all got out of the tunnel, the tunnel collapsed. A fellow practitioner said, It must be a hint that the danger had passed. I am grateful for Master's compassionate protection for so many years. Thank you, Master. The following is an experience-sharing article entitled, Why Don't More Practitioners Step Forward and Talk to People Face-to-Face? by a Falun Dafa practitioner in China. The article was published on the Minghui website on November 5, 2023. Based on figures from the Epoch Times website, between 40 and 50,000 people have quit the Chinese Communist Party and its affiliate organizations every day. For a long time, I've considered writing an article about face-to-face truth clarification, and I sincerely hope more practitioners will step forward and tell people the facts about Falun Dafa in person. Regarding saving people by clarifying the truth face-to-face, Master Li Hongzhi said in the article, Let go of human attachments and save the world's people, quote, For this reason, all Dafa disciples, students both new and veteran, should get to work and begin comprehensively clarifying the truth. This is especially so for the Dafa disciples in mainland China. 
each must come out and clarify the truth, bringing it to every field and valley, mountain and hill, not omitting a single area where there are people. Unquote. However, to this date, how many Dafa practitioners have done this? According to Master, talking to people face-to-face is the best approach. As I understand it, there are three main reasons for this. First, freedom of speech is a basic human right in every nation. If we persist in clarifying the truth face-to-face every single day, it would be much harder for the CCP to persecute Dafa practitioners as everyone would see that they are only exercising their legal rights. Second, when speaking face-to-face, we can tailor our approach to each individual and their individual concerns. An important third reason is that it is important for our personal cultivation. In ancient times, cultivators often wandered among ordinary people to sharpen their minds and improve their character. Our face-to-face truth clarification can play the same role for our spiritual growth as this wandering among everyday people did for those ancient cultivators. Thus, we will be upholding the dignity of Dafa while saving people and cultivating ourselves at the same time. Moreover, as Dafa practitioners, we strive to become enlightened beings like Sakyamuni and Jesus in the future. If practitioners cannot explain the truth clearly to people, we will not be able to save those who have signed sacred vows with us. I recall an experience-sharing article I read a few years ago. It was written by a practitioner who had persuaded 50,000 people to quit the CCP by clarifying the truth face-to-face. He even went to the domestic security division and persuaded more than a dozen police officers to quit. Another article told the story of two practitioners who together had convinced 2,800 people to quit the CCP in only three days. I've been going out to clarify the truth since 2007 and have encountered many twists and turns along the way. I've been misunderstood by fellow practitioners, ridiculed by ordinary people, maliciously reported to the police by those who did not know the truth, and I've even faced the persecution of evildoers myself. Nevertheless, I persist. I don't know how many people I've helped quit the CCP. However, once Master showed me in a dream that it has been more than 7,000 people. In closing, I'd like to share two of my fondest memories. I once clarified the truth to a couple while visiting a local shop. The man was an official from a nearby village. The shop owner was also a practitioner, and he was a little concerned about my approach. I was not worried myself, though, and I spent a long time explaining the truth to them. As a result, the couple ended up quitting the CCP. During the process, I learned that the couple was related to an important military commander who was in charge of a large region. After he retired from the military, he flew in for a visit and told them the truth about Dafa. At that time, they had not yet agreed to quit the CCP. However, they agreed to withdraw after listening to me. I knew then that it wasn't due to my efforts alone that they had left the party. Another time, I went to a wedding and approached a table of men from one of the families. I told them the facts about Dafa and advised them to withdraw from the CCP. There was one man among them who had already quit the party, and all others agreed to do so. During the three years of the pandemic in China, many people died because they were severely poisoned by the CCP's propaganda. In my view, Those who died were the ones who may have maliciously reported practitioners as we clarified the truth, but that's no longer the case. Those who remain are basically those who can be saved, as I understand it. 
Now the question is whether we practitioners can step forward, clarify the truth face to face, and save more people. If each Dafa practitioner can play their role, more people in the world will be able to hear the gospel of Dafa and understand the truth and be saved. The following is an experience-sharing article entitled Eliminating Corrupt Thoughts of Disrespecting Master Amid Tribulations by a Falun Dafa practitioner in China. The article was published on the Mingwei website on November 20, 2023. I had a toothache for six days during which time I saw many shortcomings in myself. I did not seriously face a tribulation and did not pay attention to sending forth righteous thoughts. I was attached to my physical body and did not have enough faith in Falun Dafa and Master Lee, Dafa's founder. As I continued to look inward, the unbearable pain subsided by the seventh day, but I still had the toothache and it hurt when I ate. I didn't dare lie on my left side when sleeping as it hurt when I pressed against it. It also hurt for a while when I woke up in the morning. It's now less painful, but it is not completely gone. I continued to deny the old forces persecution and was wary of my unwillingness to endure the physical hardship as well as my desire to recover quickly. I thought, I don't accept the old forces arrangements. I will only accept master's arrangement. I endured the pain every day, but it was not getting better. It didn't affect my work. However, the continuous discomfort was irritating at times. On the night of the 19th day, I became annoyed and thought, this is not getting better. When will it end? I was depressed and fell asleep feeling irritable. When I woke up the next day, I realized why I was annoyed. Didn't I leave it to Master? Was I annoyed with Master's arrangements? I saw that my irritability contained complaints and doubts about Master. I felt that I had done everything right and cultivated as much as I could. Why was I still not well? This truly shocked me. I paid great attention to maintaining my righteous faith in Master and didn't expect the problem to be hidden here. I thought my true self must be extremely pious and strongly believe in Master. How could I let these corrupt thoughts disrespect Master? Master has endured so much for me in my cultivation, put so much effort into offsetting my sins, and has tried to enlighten me. How could I allow such corrupt thoughts to exist? I immediately sent forth righteous thoughts to eliminate my annoyance and the corrupt factors behind it. Afterward, whenever my teeth hurt, I would thank Master. The toothache soon became less and less painful. The issue that I was fighting against subsided and my body relaxed. 
At my level, I also understood Master's teaching in the poem Tempering the Will from Hong Yin. Quote, Let joy be found in hardship. Unquote. I am extremely grateful to Master for his compassionate enlightenment, which helped me find these corrupt thoughts of disrespecting Master and the Fa. It allowed me to constantly rectify my relationship with Master and Dafa and walk the right path of cultivation. Thank you, Master. Thank you for listening to the Minghui Radio Podcast. For more information, including news about the persecution of Falun Gong practitioners in China and experience sharing stories by practitioners around the world, please visit our website at en.minghui.org.